0: All right, legends. Welcome back to Skim Me Up Body. I am your host, Rodney Stewart, and happy St. Patrick's Day, 2022. Um, love it. Uh, didn't get a chance to get out and uh, celebrate anything this year. I am right now working on saving up some cash because I have got a, a friend in America, a pen pal. Known her since we were children, and the next time I'm going to be celebrating this holiday is when she comes back for an hour of visit. All been well, so I am right now in the the frame of mind of saving as much money as possible to make that happen when the time comes. So if you were out celebrating, I hope you had a great day. Hope the hangover isn't going to be too bad for you tomorrow. But and uh, as what it is. Uh, It's just nice to see, after the last couple of years, it was nice to see people getting out and enjoying it a heck of a lot better after the whole uh, COVID thing happened. Uh, No good whatsoever. But anyway, um, we're getting into Star Trek once again with The the Menagerie Part 2 from the Season 1 of Star Trek. Now, it's been a... I've fell off... The, the uploads have fallen behind as far as uh, the original series went, but for a good cause. Uh, the reason I haven't got a new episode up of the, the classic series for a while now is because uh, Star Trek Picard Season 2 slipped in. And that's uh, all good if you're falling behind in the Star Trek podcast because of another Star Trek show. It's all good, we're getting a lot of good stuff right now I am happy and contented with just about everything coming from Star Trek uh, Although it does have to be said uh, I do, right now, prefer the, the older stuff to the newer stuff But it is, it's it's beautiful, nonetheless And the, the first two episodes uh, In the UK here I'm in Northern Ireland, part of the UK, essentially And... Uh, We are about three days behind in getting the episode So uh, I'm always up against it with these shows where you're reviewing things Because I'm I'm constantly behind the planet just with my location But uh, it is what it is So in part two of the menagerie of course uh, The beginning Kirk is in his log and he's pondering the events of the past day Spock's facing court-martial for mutiny, stealing the Enterprise, kidnapping his former command officer. Christopher Pike, who was mutilated by a disaster. He's unable to speak, he's unable to move, he's in this wheelchair contraption. And the only way he can communicate is with uh, flashing lights, one for yes and two for no, essentially. Uh, Spock's locked the Enterprise and a course for Talos IV, which is restricted, and the the penalty is death for going to the planet. Spock's pled guilty to all the charges. However, uh, when the presiding officer Commodore Mendez asks uh, Spock, 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 <laughs> when Mendez asks Spock about his motive, it gives Spock a legal opening to present his evidence. Mysterious but authentic video from thirteen years before, which is the genius way of bringing the the field first episode of Star Trek. You know that first pilot episode that wasn't picked up, and they did the second, which was changed about new cast and whatnot. So they had this pilot episode that was sitting on a shelf it was always gonna stay there unless they found something to do with it. So in a very, very genius move, they brought Peike in as this uh, unrecognizable character in a wheelchair and presented the essentially presented the the episode that was rejected as footage in this trail just so they could slot it into the series once it got going. Very, very genius move. Um of course, it's the Enterprise Captain B- Captain Pike and uh, became the only starship ever to visit Talos IV. And uh, the court-martial reconvenes at the beginning of the episode in this time closed session. Mendez remains Spock as Starfleet has ordered contact, no contact with Talos IV, with no exceptions. Spock says that the Talosian keeper has taking over control of their view screen. And uh, we find out now that the, the images that they're seeing, they couldn't work out in the first episode what they were actually looking at because, as I say, this was a genius move on the part of the creators to actually put that field pilot on there. But, of course, it's shot like a television show and no starship has a... ...the surveillance cameras and whatnot not to record something in such detail. So they have it set up in this one here that they, the Talosians are actually broadcasting this from Talos IV. Uh, so Spock has no real control over it either. The presentation resumes as Captain Pike has been knocked unconscious... ...captured by the, the Talosians and uh, of course the cage... The Talosians make Pike relive a battle I had with uh, a Kellar two weeks earlier in a deserted fortress, but Pike deduces that he's still in a cell. And um, Spock calls a brilliant deduction. Uh later the view screen shuts off. Spike's head has slumped over, he's fallen asleep. Uh Spock says the Talosians know Pike isn't able to keep up with it in his present conditions, so they've cut the the broadcast, essentially. So they're going to give him a bit of time to, you know, catch up, get a bit of rest. Um, Kirk remains... ...remarks that the Talosians must care for Pike. Spock confirms that the Talosians want him back. This is his motivation for stealing the Enterprise, kidnapping him, taking him to the planet. Uh... Mendez demands an explanation, but Spock insists that they'll only understand after they watch everything that the, the Talosians are going to broadcast and they get to the planet. The court martial and the view screen kicks in again a little later on. The Talosians continue to show Pike, uh, a space wreck survivor from the SS Columbia named Vena. Of course, this character, Vena, Turns up again in uh, Discovery Season 2. What I love about Discovery is they definitely respected... The the new Star Trek is really respecting the older material too. And uh, there's a a sequence in the show where Vina pops up and, uh, you know... Hor and Pike have yeah, a moment and whatnot. So um I'm really, really digging that from the back of my memory. At this point, as far as season two of Discovery goes, I've watched it one time and one time only, but I'm looking forward to getting back into it for the reviews of this podcast. He meets Horror anyway, uh Vina and various guises to induce Pike to breed. This is what these guys are after. They're trying to start a uh, an Adam and Eve set up and begin a, a race for the planet and whatnot, but uh, he is only interested in learning from the parameters of the illusions in his imprisonment. Uh, here she appears as a green skinned Orarian slave girl. Orarian <laughs> that doesn't sound right the way I'm saying it. Slave girl Mendez mentions that the seductive women are said to be irresistible, uh, so you know. In the cage, we all seen it. There was there was heavy, deep feelings that Pike had for Vina, and this the ending to this episode actually uh, reconstructs the original ending of the cage. But you know, we never would have known that back then. Whenever this show was put out originally, if memory serves, the the cage wasn't actually released properly to the public to somewhere in the nineties, early to mid nineties. If memory serves. So they could do that. They, they actually reused the entire episode. Mainly. Beat for beat. In this episode. They, they used all of the cage. And then they, they kind of revamped that in. To make it work for this this episode. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um Where am I at? I... I'm an idiot. I constantly start these podcasts and I get myself into my notes and I'm going through some things and then I start talking about thoughts that I'm actually having in the moment and I lose my place in the uh, in the uh the notes. Uh the view screen presentation starts again, the tollusion's been down in a Newman cult to give Pike a chance. A choice of mates, uh, this is in the cage, but their laser pistols do not work. You know, this is, well, laser pistols are phasers. What the hell did I l- write laser pistols for? it. <laughs> yes, Rodney, you are a fantastic fan of Star Trek. You don't even know the name of the flipping things that you they use. They're phasers. Phaser guns. <laughs> Pike deduces that this is this too is an illusion, and uh, he uses a weapon to threaten the illusion keeper, and won their way to the planet's surface. Uh, if you remember the cage, they were constantly trying to break out. There was this like window, uh, in the front of the, ca- the cage, and they he fired the the phaser at it, but he he betted that the t- the illusions were using. You know they can essentially make you see what you wanted to see, and he was betting that the phaser rifle did in fact fire and blast a hole in this. But the the Talosians were, uh, using their telepathy and their their way of, you know, making you see what you want. It. They want you to see to hide the phaser blast and the explosion of the glass, so they do actually get out and onto the face of the planet. Um. In present day it's the presentation on screen is interrupted again and the explosions seem to have abandoned Spock. Uh, Mendez demands that the course marshal uh, panel of free cabins reach a verdict and Spock asks Pike to wait to reach Talos telling him that he will have a chance for life. But Kirk likens it to life in a zoo specimen or amusement. Pike, Men- Pike, Mendez and finally Kirk vote that Spock is guilty guilty of mutiny as charged. Uh, Lieutenant Hansen, she reports from the bridge to Mendez that the Enterprise has entered orbit around Talos IV. Spock tells the court that Talos controls the Enterprise just as it did on their previous encounter and that Mendez... And Cray and the spark, Sparks. Sparking fucking hell. I need to get some more sleep before I start recording these. I just called Spock. Spark! Good lord! Uh, Spock says, Look, my motivations, or my motives behind everything here, will now be answered. The Talosians had abandoned their effort to capture and breed humans as servants when Captain Pike and the others threatened to destroy themselves using a forced chamber explosion of one of the phasers. Uh, the decision the Talosians had claimed condemned them to eventual death. Vina had the declined rescue by the Enterprise for a reason made evident at the end of the, the cage. The Talosians present and, and also in the the presentation that they, the Talosians are sending up to the ship... They show Vina to be horribly disfigured, when they found her she was close to death and they essentially rebuilt her body But not knowing what a human looked like, they hadn't a real blueprint of how to fix her, so she was very badly disfigured um, Though their mastery of projecting illusions lets her live a normal life on the planet uh, Spock's purpose in bringing Spike back to Talos IV Was to enable Pike to live out the rest of his days In the same fashion So it's, you know The motivation here For a character that's Meant to be emotionless Or have his emotions hidden Like, everything that Spock does In this episode is from a place Of pure love For this man, this captain That he had like, it's just the, uh, He's willing to not just sacrifice his career of Starfleet to help his former captain, but he's actually willing to put his life in the lane because, you know, the sentence is death for what he has done right here. So, uh, the Talusian's offer to free him from his wheelchair, uh, the basis of General Order 7... The capital crime forbidden, ta- for, uh, forbidden contact with Talos Four is also evident now to keep humans from learning the Talosians' power of illusion, which would lead to their own destruction. Kirk then addresses Mendes, but Mendez suddenly disappears. Now, I have seen this show a few times before in the past... A uh, long, long time ago, and actually, in this last viewing of it, I had completely forgotten about this. At the end of the episode, uh, Kirk goes to get a bit of counsel of Mendez, but he suddenly vanishes, and the Talosian keeper explains that Mendez's presence on board the Enterprise and the whole time where Kirk was in the the the, the shuttlecraft from the from Starbase Eleven was merely an illusion. They were broadcasting him across the, the galaxy to, uh, you know, keep this whole thing in motion. Spock and the Talosians orchestrated events to keep the crew from regaining control of the ship too quickly. Kirk challenges Spock, saying that despite the harsh regulations, Spock could have come to him for help You know, at the end of the day. I think the Spocks, or Kirk, is feeling... A little bit hurt by Spock in this episode too because, you know, he's, it's evident at this point for Kirk that the relationship between him and Spock isn't as deep as the relationship Spock had with Pike and, uh, it's an interesting little piece here that's kind of thrown in there that you, if you're not really concentrating on the episode you may miss it, uh, Allu- Kirk's essentially alluding to his willingness to help his friend no matter what and uh, Spock admits the reason he did not simply reveal his plan to Kirk was that he did not want to run the risk of subjecting anyone else but himself to the death penalty which is fair uh, and in that comeback it's a very emotionless, logical response but there is that same respect and there for, for Kirk. So, you know, for that one moment in the episode, it's like, you know, I, I don't mean as much to Spock as Pike does. But then Spock kind of counterbalances it slightly. But, you know, you're still left with that little piece of, you know, would Spock go to the same extent for Kirk? Which he probably would. Uh, mm-hmm. The real Com- Commodore Mendez, still Starbus 11. Uh, sends a message that he too has received the Talosian's presentation. So uh, this isn't just happening on the, the Enterprise. It's going back to Starbase 11 and, of course, Starfleet. If Starbase 11's got it, Starfleet's got it as well. And he reports to Kirk that he has suspended General Order 7 for this occasion and directs Kirk to proceed as he thinks best. So Kirk, knowing right now that... Uh, Spock's out of danger of getting the court-martial and the death sentence and whatnot. They finish off the episode of Kirk asking Pike if he wishes to accept the delusion's offer despite his earlier protests against Spock's actions. Pike does not hesitate to signal yes, and Kirk invites Spock to escort his former captain to the transporter room. Um, Spock expresses thanks to Kirk for both himself and Captain Pike uh, however Kirk adopts a, a mock serious tone saying that he is concerned that Spock is exhibiting a disturbing tendency towards fragrant emotionalism and Spock regards this as an insult and insists that his actions have been completely logical. You don't have to insult me Captain. I love the, the dry humour from Spock and he's, he's actually flipping hilarious and Star Trek just to be the situations they get into, and you know, has comebacks always logical, but there is a lot of comedy deep buried inside them. It's class. After Spock and Pike depart the briefing room, the Talosian magistrate invites Kirk to look at the view screen again, where he sees a healthy Captain Pike and Vina walking hand in hand. Now, in this episode, of course, this is after Captain Pike has left the enter- Enterprise. He's been given a full, healthy body and getting a happy ending, essentially, with the love of his life, Vina. And uh, you see them together walking. But in the original version of The Cage, when Pike left the uh, the planet, he said... Uh, You'll give her the life she wants right here. And they said we'll give her that and more. And at the end of that episode you've seen that same image. But the, the Captain Pike that she ended up with at the end of the cage was an illusion to keep her satisfied on the planet. She fell in love with Pike. Pike fell in love with her. But he chose uh, Jury over everything else at the end of the episode. And she got an illusion, Captain Pike. But it's, it's reworked. At the end of the menagerie part two, that this as indeed ends up in the actual real Captain Pike with her, and uh, they all lived happily ever after essentially. So, the episode literally finishes with that there, and Kirk watching it in this view screen and smiling that he's uh, his friend is now happy. It is a great, great, great episode. I absolutely love the storytelling and these. Order shows um Star Trek is timeless, in my opinion. Especially these original shows, uh, everything in the original series, uh, The Next Generation, Voyager, Enterprise, uh high rewatchability factor. Now I know the eagle-eared people are gonna be saying why the hell did you not include DS9 in that there? It's because out of all the shows and the deep love that I have for them, DS9 is the the one series that I've never actually got a chance to keep up with. That's not that I don't like the show. It was just, I've said it before, on the show, it's just at the time it was originally aired. Where I was at in my life didn't allow time to keep up with it. We were just, at that stage, it was, if you didn't catch it on TV, you didn't get it. So, right now... Uh, We'll have them all, for the meantime we've got them all on Netflix, but I'm not 100% sure it's going to happen there. I was kind of, well, not kind of got it, I was flipping and raging whenever uh, Netflix in the UK dropped Discovery and whatnot. So we've got the whole season 4 there that I haven't seen yet of Discovery. But we're going to get into that as we're going to head forward, so I'm taking my time. Three episodes a week right now to go through everything on the show here, and uh, I'll get caught up in due course. I'm looking forward to not just getting caught up with Discovery season four, but actually getting a chance to give Deep Space Nine the the full hardcore treatment of not missing a moment of it. Really, really looking forward to it. So that's going to do it for this episode, guys. I hope you did enjoy it. Uh, if you did, let me know, jump on the email. Uh I'm a fairly new podcaster, so I'm trying to keep my get my head around everything and whatnot. And I just I feel that if you comment on the podcast provider it may be difficult for me to get to you know see Some of the comments or some of the the things that you have to say about the show So I think just the easiest way to do it now is to You know, because I'm I'm uploading these to SoundCloud But of course they're connected through uh, agents as well So it's not just going to SoundCloud, it's bouncing all over these other podcast providers I actually came across uh, an app called CastBox and realised that the shows were on it as well So goodness knows many different platforms this is ending up on So if you want to give me uh, what you think of the show uh, You can do that at SchemeMeUpBody at com. Probably the easiest way to get in ta- contact with the show So that's going to do it I have realised quite a bit throughout this episode That I've had, I'm at that level of tiredness now Where I'm just tripping over my words and just some things are not coming out Quite as clear as I would like them to So what I need to do right now Is get my ass in the bed Get some sleep Because I have to go to work at stupid o'clock In the morning Guys, once again Hope you had a great St Patrick's Day And uh, yes uh, I hope that the, the hangover isn't too bad tomorrow So until the next episode guys Be good Stay safe, and I'll talk to you all then. This has been a production of Coins Age Media. Thank you so much for listening.